0: Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey, Kathy. Hey. How are you today? I'm
1: doing well. And
0: you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Definitely. Well, this is going to be a pretty fun interview, I think. Um, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're going to talk to Brad Flowers. He's a partner at an agency in Lexington, Kentucky. So I'm excited just because it's one agency, you know, partner to another. Yeah. Um, but Bullhorn Creative is a brand design company, and they became B Source Corp certified like Bolson Group, I think about a year ago. Um, they're also a member of the Forbes Agency Council, which is an invitation only community for owners and executives of successful PR, media strategy, creative, and advertising agencies. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he has an interesting background. He even, um, we, you might remember from the pre-interview we talked about that he used to live in Greenwood, right. which is where I lived, and you drive on the way to your lake yes. cottage. Um, but before Bullhorn Creative, he was the founding board member of the Broke Spoke Community Bike Shop that provided access to better bicycles used for transportation, empowered individuals to perform their own maintenance, and acted as a hub for cycling advo- advocacy in the community. So I'm, I think I'm just anxious for our listeners to hear how the social-mindedness minded, just rooted in his DNA, has shaped his journey, and really created a positive impact for all of his and Bullhorn Creative stakeholders.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, hi there. Hello. <laughs> hi. <laughs> it's okay. So I have a question for you. How did you make the transition from the bike shop to the creative business?
2: Oh, man. That's a, that's an excellent question. Um, well, I, so my friend and I were putting on citywide events and initially when we started Bullhorn, we thought we would probably do promotion for events. And I don't know, like a lot of companies, probably you have this big idea of what you're going to do. You know, you, you go out, you start to do it and then you realize, well, no one actually wants to pay you to do that. And so we, uh, (laughs) quickly had to kind of reorient and, uh, and think, okay, what is what is it that we're actually good at? And so I think there were several several years, which were the process of finding where is the intersection of what we're good at, what provides value to our community, and what is uh, you know what people actually want to pay us to do. And so we started off with with events, and I was putting on a citywide bicycling event. My partner was doing a city, uh, kind of a regional music festival. And we, we started and uh, we, we knew we liked the, we really liked the event side, but, um, but the logistics of the event kind of got tedious. So we thought, well, we'll just do promotion. And so we kind of honed in on this, this kind of mar- marketing side. And over time, really, we just eliminated things that we weren't, weren't good at or, or that weren't really profitable. And so um, we stopped doing events over time. We uh, kind of did less and less video. And really, we found that what we were good at is we were good at helping organizations talk about themselves in a way that's compelling and sounds true to their organization. Mm-hmm. And and then also, we helped um, bring their design aesthetic on board so that it meshed and really worked well with the language set that we could develop for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know if that's makes sense of a, <laughs> of a long uh, it, it sounds a little tidier but it was really kind of a meandering process
0: no I understand the meandering process <laughs> was Bullhorn Creative at the same time as the bike shop or did you just make a cut hmm. and go straight into Bullhorn Creative
2: so I I left my job I worked at a I was managing a local bike shop and in the fall let's see it would have been the summer of 2008 I left that really I you know, I was working for a local business. I was selling bicycles, doing all the ordering, and I really loved it, but I just didn't see where there was much more room for growth in that situation. Um, and so I left to work on an old house, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. It's kind of interesting the way things kind of happen. Um, so between the summer and the fall, as, as you know, of 2008, things got a lot worse in the economy. And at that time, probably, if I would have been able to get a job, I probably would have taken the job and wouldn't have ended up starting Bullhorn. So, um, you know, there was kind of some interesting uh, turn of events that ended up being, uh, in retrospect, fortuitous.
0: Mm-hmm. So sure.
2: We, <laughs> we started Bullhorn in, in 2008. And then... And actually, Broke Spoke didn't start until 2010. So there were two other friends. We'd been talking about it for probably almost a decade. And finally, we were just like, look, we just need to do it. We found the perfect spot. And uh, and then we started Broke Spoke. And so I kind of had these two. It was, it, again, in retrospect, it was probably utter foolishness. <laughs> I had, <laughs> uh, this this fledgling business that wasn't making any money yet. I was starting a nonprofit. None of us really knew how to do that. Uh, and I had two babies, <laughs> like oh, actual Lord. babies. Um, and so it was a really pretty chaotic time. Um, but the, the good thing about those sorts of times, like, you, you know, the time you, you really have to prioritize your time and focus, uh, or else I think you'll just go crazy. And so the nice thing about that extreme kind of busyness from that era is it really provided a really focus and helped me hone in and prioritize what I wanted to do. Um, which up to then I kind of had a hard time doing.
0: So you became B Corp certified just a year ago. So what was yeah. those years leading up to that? How were those transformational into deciding that you wanted to become certified?
2: That's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of B Corp certification for us is it was more validation than changing what we were mm-hmm. doing. Um, I think one of the really nice things about um, the B Corp certification in particular, in in the same way of like USD organic or something, you know, it just provides certification. The certification provides validation that what, what you say you're doing, you're actually doing. So in the spirit of the B Corp, you know, as we evolved from just two partners to hiring our first couple of people to, you know, growing, eventually buying our own building, um, you know, that evolution, we had, the, we had the principles of B Corp in mind before we knew B, that B Corp was a thing. Uh, I think it was really my partner and I both were really, it was just one of our founding ideas is that we were going to be responsible to the community, we were responsible to our employees, uh, and that we were responsible stewards of the environment in which we were growing this business and in the context of the larger planet. Um, and so for the B Corp process for us was a, really a lot of – because we were growing, um, there were a lot of things that we did that just didn't have any documentation. And so one of the really nice things about the process for us is it helped us um, – it helped document and kind of codify the, our intentions for the business, which we just had never taken the time to do. So even things as small as uh, buying recycled content paper – that's something we did, but uh, there was no policy to say that we were going to do that in the future, and now we have those sorts of policies in place. Um, so I think it was when when we came across the B Corp certification, it was one of those things that just like felt right, like it was a really nice, like it was kind of like, it wasn't exactly an aha moment for us, but it was more like, oh, great, these people all think like us, like it really felt like we, we finally found a community of like-minded people, people who are really interested in business, but are also interested in doing business in a way that acknowledges that profit and responsibility aren't at odds, that actually they work together um, the more kind of fully you embrace
0: it. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a repeat of my interview.
1: (laughs) Well, and how would you define, Brad, how would you define corporate social responsibility?
2: For us... I think corporate social responsibility is it a, is it a, I think it's kind of being redefined currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the past, if you think of your, your profit and loss statement, you know, it, it seems like uh, the social responsibility part was an expense and as an expense was kind of at the mercy of how the business was doing to where it seems like, we're at a current point to where people are starting to think about about their social responsibility more as an investment and uh, more as an asset that they leverage to do more business. Um, so I, I guess I don't know exactly how to define it other than to say that I think we're at a really interesting time, actually a really exciting time, I think, to see a, a kind of a new – the next kind of generation of businesses that are that are coming up now, to where their social responsibility is kind of like there's you just can't. It's so baked into their business model that you can't really separate it.
1: Right. There's no,
2: you know, it's not even a separate thing. It, it just it is is their business. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think we're at a really cool point to where uh, traditional businesses are reorienting how they're doing, and new businesses are coming up and and kind of like helping us rethink our social responsibility and how that can be a really core part of what we do and not just a check we cut at the end of the year.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Bullhorn Creative, you guys really specialize in kind of business to business, right? Design work. Is that right? Um,
2: We do. You know, that's, that's another, one of those evolutions. Um, Part of the nature of the business environment in central Kentucky and how we came up and now we do work across the country, but, um, We've kind of fallen into this niche of working for business-to-business organizations. We do um, a fair amount of work with nonprofits, uh, some associations, and then some um, companies that do products. But really, for uh, you know, most branding agencies really want to go after products because mm-hmm. that's kind of the really slick work. Um, but what we found, and I think this is also part of a, a lot of in the context of what we're talking about, when we're working with you know, this kind of small to medium-sized business-to-business company, um, oftentimes we can work directly with the executives. And the cool thing about that is through the the branding process, you can really help them. Well, I guess you can be a really fundamental change agent for the organization, which is really exciting. And it's a different sort of thing than kind of reimagining a product. Um, But it's been cool to see how we've helped executives who have these some of these ideas but they just can't quite articulate them how they're how they want to be responsible how they can be uh, more engaged in their communities help them talk about what they already do but you know a lot of people and we're kind of included in this you just feel kind of embarrassed talking about it you know it's hard to like tout your own what your tout your own um good deeds or whatever um, and so helping them talk about it in a way that feels authentic and natural has been has been really fun. And I think it's been really rewarding because you can see really, again, fundamental changes in the organization.
0: So you kind of touched on what comes out of working with your clients and how that relates to social responsibility. But mm-hmm. as a company that is B Corp certified, how do you work that into your positioning and your marketing and What kind of benefits, if any, are you seeing from that in developing business?
2: Well, we're just, we're really just starting to, we're doing our first wave of um, marketing. You know, as a company, we haven't been that good at marketing ourselves. We've, um, uh, and again, it's probably like a lot of young organizations you really rely heavily on. To start off, it's like friends and family. And then after friends and family, it's mostly word of mouth. And so we've been still on that kind of second wave of, of word of mouth. So maybe we get a job rebranding a, a local law firm, and then that law firm gets picked up with the best law rebrand of 2014 or whatever. And then someone in San Diego sees it, and then we work for them, and then their friends in Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we haven't um, – so far it's mainly been relationships and then the work. And so we're just now starting to really try to figure out how to be proactive because I think that's a big, a big goal of the next couple of years for us is to really be selective of who we work with. Um, we're really, we feel really strongly that our work gives our clients a distinct competitive advantage in their, uh, in their vertical.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, you know, we want to be careful about who, or we want to be particular, I guess, about who we give that advantage to. And it sounds a little pompous, <laughs> I kind of admit, but, um, but that's, part of our, that's part of our social responsibility, I think, is to not just do um, – you know, we can only do so much inside our building, I guess. You know, it's a small building. We don't use that much electricity. We don't use that much water. Uh, you know, our, our, our outputs are fairly small comparatively – but I think where our impact can really scale in a big way is by being choosy about who we work for. So that's the thing that we're really excited about. And that's where we see the opportunity to, to make the biggest impact for our organization is to start. And we already work with some great clients. Don't get me wrong, but we want to continue to be choosy about that. Mm-hmm. And so, as you mentioned, we've, we haven't even quite been at B Corp for a year yet. And so we're, we're, we honestly, so far, the, um, Um, The B Corp messaging hasn't been a real benefit for us in the sales cycle. um, We're starting to talk about it and understand how to talk about it, and we're putting it out there more and more. And so hopefully a year from now, I'll be able to come back and tell you about how we got all this new business. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was was just going to messaging.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, we need to check in in a couple of years because one professional services business owner to another, especially in the same area is, you know, what to do with, with, with the B core certification, you know, is it more about your internal, you know, structure or is it an out facing thing? It's, it's, you know, especially when it's just born out of authenticity. You know, it's hard to fold yeah. it into the, the positioning sometimes.
2: It's it is really hard, um, because it's not directly, you know, it's not directly related to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, it seems like there are two there are two types of organizations currently. There are the there are the types that the the social aspect is directly baked into the product, so they're making. Um, they're making some, some product that makes the world better in some way. So the, mm-hmm. the social part is baked in, or the other side is – the, the output is maybe more traditional, but the, um, the, the more social-oriented side is towards how they do their business. And that's kind of – I think those, those organizations, that's, that's like us, I think you have a little harder time figuring out how to talk about it because it's not a direct – it doesn't directly make your product or your service better necessarily.
0: Right. Exactly. Which area on the B Corps certification, um, just out of curiosity, did you score the highest? Was it environment Mm -hmm. since you bought a building and um, and you could have a a strong footprint on how you, you know, built that? Well, Mm -hmm. did you buy it or did you build it? You renovated a building, right?
2: We, yes we, we bought an old it's like a 1940s cinder block garage and um, oh, wow. we, yeah we renovated it and we did pretty well on that. Um, there are just the I think that the other part that we did well on is the um, uh, the, empo- the employee benefits and the employee side. Uh, we do things like like uh, bicycling is one of our big things because of my interest. And so any new employee can get a new bicycle, for example, is one of our, one of our benefits. And so we did um, we did fairly well there too you know some of the, some of the environmental stuff is hard for us like uh, because we don't make something, a lot of the questions were oriented around that the kind of byproducts of your manufacturing process. and since we don't make anything, it's just right. like it's not really directly applicable. Um, and also some of the stuff is just hard. The measurements are sort of hard, like how many gigatons of whatever, you know. I, I
0: don't know.
2: Um, so it's the, it's the social stuff. We also are pretty engaged in our neighborhood and try to do things like trash walks and um, tree plantings, that sort of stuff. So we plant trees to offset our paper usage throughout the year. We try to keep track of how many reams of paper we use and mm-hmm. plant a tree per ream.
1: Oh, that's oh, that, great! That is cool. Do you guys do so, um, an impact report?
2: Uh, we just did our what well, we just did our first sustainability report. You okay. know, um, for twenty seventeen, and you can see that there's a blog post about it on our website, and there's, the blog post is just like a kind of a brief letter, and then at the bottom you can click to get the PDF of the sustainability report.
1: And how was that doing that that report? Um, no,
2: it was really enlightening. Uh, we looked back, we, we, it, what was cool is to see how, so we decided to have this brainstorming session to try out kind of this new workshop style of meeting. And so that was an interesting experiment of itself. And we decided because we felt like our like attitude towards sustainability in general was getting a little stale mm-hmm. that we thought we would focus on that particular topic. Yeah. And so, um, we did it. It's there's a book. It's it's a it's really nice uh, that gives you some brainstorming ideas. It's called Think Wrong, um, and so I'd recommend the book. And we got this idea from the book. And so uh, there's this baseline of like from left to right, of expected that we would do. So maybe bottom left is like the most basic thing. So it's like recycle paper. Bottom right is maybe like something more advanced, but it. Um, but still expected which would maybe be install permeable concrete or something and then from there you start in the bottom left and then do a divergent line and so it really helps you think like okay so what's the wildest weirdest thing and so then like people started throwing out really wild ideas and so some interesting things came about one of the things was uh, to stop using space heaters and so like a really small thing we had been using space heaters in our office just because, as, as you know, it's like the most common workplace thing. Some people are always colder than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we turned the temperature up a couple of degrees and then stopped using space heaters and saw a dramatic reduce, reduction in electricity usage. And so I think if we wouldn't have done the sustainability report, we wouldn't have realized what a big impact that small decision actually had. So it was cool, cool to see how, you know, we had this like fifteen or twenty percent reduction in electricity usage based on this small idea that came about from this brainstorming exercise. And I think the cool thing was that everyone could kind of see how this wasn't just like this isn't like just Brad's pet project. But it's everyone <laughs> right. in the office That's has neat. like really dramatic impact. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so. it was
2: really cool. It was really it was it was fun and um, it looks nice and it really I think it really shows well um the, the team's orientation towards this um, because it really is like so many different people run with different parts of it. Mm-hmm. You know, some some folks on the team are really, uh, get really into the community engagement part. Others are more oriented towards tracking our uh, metrics and our usage of electricity. Um, and others are just like really gifted with uh, encouraging people to do things like ride their bike or come on a walk at lunch instead of sitting at your desk or something so, mm-hmm. so it's cool to see the, yeah. all the different viewpoints
1: uh, almost using it like a team building exercise too yeah that's yeah
2: cool. it ended up that was a i guess that was an unexpected
1: byproduct side
2: effect that right. was, yeah, it was an <laughs> unexpected byproduct um, that was that was really cool but in the end and of itself was I mean, it's nice, but it's just, it's just a report at the end of the day. Right. Um, but how, how it kind of affected the team was, was really cool.
1: Um, so, so Brad, a question that we always ask folks um, when we have them as guests on the, the podcast is what advice would you give to another company um, that's either trying to start a CSR program or grow or improve mm-hmm. their, their CSR?
2: I, I think to start off with, the most important thing is to focus on what your organization is most passionate about because it's like if you just do it and it's not really part of your identity, the first opportunity for cuts or whatever, you know, it's going to be cut and forgotten about where if it's, whatever your team is interested in, whether it's, you know, it could be, you know, high school engineering projects or something, I don't, it, it doesn't matter what the thing is. Um, I think it just, I think it, it, the team needs to be interested in it. And I think also find ways to engage your team in a way that's not just financial. Uh, I think if it's just writing a check, I think that's a miss. Um, but if it's ways that your team can rally around something that you're passionate about and come together and spend time together and, and see that as a, as an organization, you have common ground, then I think that's where it can be really beneficial, and really make it have a dramatic impact on your company. Ultimately, is, is what most people are are interested in. It's not, you know, corporate responsibility. It's right. Uh, like like I mentioned before, is I think if you're thinking about it as an expense, you're thinking about it wrong. You have to think about it as an investment in your company, um, and in the environment in which your company thrives.
0: Well, Brad, this has been great. Um, I am going to check back in with you in a couple of years so we can have a follow up conversation on how how, you know, the impact um, has has changed over those those couple of years. But tell everybody where they can find your company and where they can find you on social media.
2: So you can find us. Our website is bullhorncreative dot com. And uh, I think pretty much everywhere on social media we are at at we are bullhorn. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and uh, we're pretty active on our blog as well. We're always pushing out new work and uh, new ideas, new thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's great content. I have, a
2: blog, I have a blog post coming out tomorrow about the time when we had five employees and thought it was a good idea to hire eight interns.
0: So <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, I'm tuning in for, for that one. It turned
2: <laughs> out to be a little disastrous, but so you can learn a lot, learn from all the things we've screwed up along the way.
0: <laughs> no, I enjoy your content quite a bit, so thank I, you. I will uh, read that one. That sounds like a hoot. So thank you, Brad. We have really enjoyed Brad. our time with you.
2: Yeah, thank you all so much. It was really great.
0: Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Soce, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com
1: or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com.
0: Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, take, take care, care in, in business. business.